Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Bharati Jagdish. It's time now for The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. And it's a funny story you and I were discussing earlier, Bharati, about how many is too many when it comes to EVs. EVs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, because you would think that, you know, uh, this, you is, would encourage tech, it, right? this yeah. is very nice and, you know, it's good mm. for the environment, so on and so forth. Although uh, you only really see the returns on the environment, yeah. like in the long term, because apparently in the manufacturing we process... Have to probably yeah in the manufacturing process some analysts say it's not as environmentally friendly mm. as we think but that's mm. an argument for another day because back on that road of is this too many apparently 300 might be too many for Chinese policymakers, 300 EV companies. Spot for choice, Ryan. That's right. So this is one of the many issues we're looking at in China right now. So the policymakers are saying it's too fragmented and it is in dire need of consolidation. And we are also looking at property where China Evergrande is watched very closely because of mounting protests by home buyers, retail investors and even its own employees. And in the tax space, that is something that's still unfolding as we see China reportedly about to break up and groups Alipay and force the creation of a new loans app. So that is part of the huge and widespreading clampdown across many industries. To get a bigger picture, I've got Calvin Wong. He's an analyst at CMC Markets. Morning, Calvin. How are you doing today? Great. Not too bad. Uh, good morning to you, Brian. Yeah. Hey, Calvin, let's get an overview first on China markets. It seems to be dividing investors who think there's more to come when it comes to regulation clamp down, and also some who think it's a good time to buy on the cheap now. What's your take on this? Okay, uh, so if, if you look at the situation in, in China right now, uh, it seems to me that, yes, there's this still this uh, regulatory overhang uh, risk premium that, that is uh, still pretty much uncertain in the market. Uh, definitely, it started last year towards uh, the technology company, mm. which is uh, the, I would say that the last uh, five years or eight years or so is the kind of a pillar of growth engine, uh, high growth engine for China. That it seems to me that initially the, the, the thought was actually they're saying that, hey, uh, these companies are not uh, doing kind of a best business practices where the respective regulators would try to actually clamp down and reduce their monopoly mm. might in the system or the economy itself. But over the years, or pardon me, over the months, uh, in especially this year, it seems to me that right now, these uh, best business practices is more skewed towards uh, a more like an activist approach where the uh, China central policymakers or even the regulators, they are trying to actually shift away to have a more of a socialist blend instead. Mm. So uh, some of them are just saying that, hey, we, we might be seeing another round of kind of a major cultural revolution in China where everything is focused more on socialist. That means we are talking about a kind of a, a common prosperity approach where the mm-hmm. wealth that has been accumulated uh, in the last 10 or 20 years or so, where the China central policymakers wanted to actually spread evenly to the government on the ground. Mm. So that is the kind of a uh, pretty much of a uh, very risk-averse scenario if that were to happen because uh, if, if eventually, uh, you know, that um, if, if that could happen, that could actually dampen profit opportunity in the business sector of China. But I do not see this as a base case scenario. So what we are seeing right now uh, is a more of a gentle shift 
uh, towards removing the monetary uh, strength or power of this China big tech company because I believe that what China policymaker has seen is uh, an example for U.S. itself, those FANG stocks, mm. because uh, if you look at the, the FANG stock has grown uh, tremendously in, in in terms of uh, influence and in terms of market capitalization in the last 10 years, where they actually create a kind of a systematic risk in the U.S. financial system, which uh, it may may cause a problem for China uh, going forward in the next 10 years or 20 years down the road. Yeah. So I believe that China policymakers do not want that to happen. So uh, definitely uh, in this process of normalization in China right now definitely will not we will not be able to see those kind of fantastic return for China big tech stock that we witnessed in the last uh, five to ten years so more or less I would see now it's a kind of a very uh, a trout kind of formation I would say perhaps a kind of a um, we talk about a one year or so of uh, a sideways movement in, in this China big tech stocks from here yeah, so yeah definitely yes yeah, you pointed out a very good point just now. Pre-empting of yeah. problems by policymakers. So let's zoom in on the EV space. The context mm, here sure. is there are around 300 right now. And for the past 10 years, the Chinese government has been encouraging that sector to grow. But now it feels there are too many companies there. How do you see this panning out when it comes to intervention? Is this going to be good news or bad news since there'll be less competition for the likes of uh, Li Auto, Xpeng? Will that be mm. something that'd be good for them? Uh, okay, so I would like to take it from a two uh, a view from a two perspective. Okay, firstly, uh, we look at the sentiment perspective. All right, so if you look at the uh, share prices of this uh, China local, I mean, talk about those those A shares that's related to this uh, EV business as a whole. Looking at this uh, Global X uh, China EV battery uh, ETF, it has been performing very well uh, since the start of this year. So year to date return is up about forty percent. So that is a stark contrast versus the China big tech stock. Why? Because of the government policies that has been favoring, uh, favorable towards the uh, EV space in China. So let's say, for example, if they were to actually uh, put a drastic clamp down right now on this uh, sector itself, it, they will definitely dampen uh, returns or, on this uh, uh, part of this China stock market that has been holding the fort. All right. So uh, on the other hand, over here is that, uh, that, that, that that will be a kind of a short-term kind of a, uh, a, a, a shock towards the share prices of this uh, China EV-related place in general, okay, as an aggregate. So on the other hand, if you're looking about the long-term approach, right, because uh, why this uh, particular sector has been performing well is due to the generous uh, subsidies that has been granted by the Chinese uh, government in form of loans or in terms of tax credits, all right? So especially we talk about loan, from the loan perspective over here, definitely uh, we do not want to see uh, another sector for example, we talk about the property sector in China that previously was has been an engine of growth in the last maybe 20 or 30 years where various property developers have been reserving subsidies and generous uh, loan terms as well. So they do not want to see this uh, particular EV sector to be going mm. uh, too big where it may be caused another systematic problem by over-leveraging. Mm. So definitely this, this, this is the part, portion I believe that some of the China top policymakers are pretty much concerned right now. Even uh, number one, the drastic uh, growth 
uh, or the tremendous growth of this EV, uh, China localized EV sector in the past uh, one or two years. And especially uh, we're talking about from a financial market perspective, uh, definitely they are the one that is also uh, driving the, 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 the performance in the local stock market right now. So uh, they don't want to come to the point that, hey, uh, we might start to uh, create another uh, potential moral hazard in the market. So uh, and that, 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 that's, that's one of the reasons or the main reasons uh, for this uh, kind of a, uh, a signaling uh, talk to actually, number one, to slow down uh, the growth of this China EV market through uh, perhaps uh, more of a consolidation via uh, mergers and acquisition by the local players themselves. All right, um, that's something we we'll definitely have to watch out for the EV space as well as the property space and the tech space. We're chatting with Calvin mm. Wong. He's the analyst at CMC Markets. Calvin, thank you so much for your time this morning. My pleasure, Ryan. Yeah. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.